Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Uh, Today for our Bravo chat this week, uh, there's a lot going on still. We already talked about SLC last week, but I keep wanting to talk about it a little bit more with everyone I know, including just strangers I walk down that walk past me down the street. Like, did you watch Salt Lake City? Um, But who better to have Emily Hanks with me here today? Uh, You know her from uh, her podcast and YouTube channel. She speaks Bravo. And she speaks not just Bravo, but everything in between. Follow her at She Speaks Bravo on all the places. Subscribe to YouTube. And um, welcome back to the pod, Emily. It's been a second. How are you? Oh, my God. Thank you for that. I was like, yeah, all that. Do all that stuff. I know. You're hustling. You hustle. I have a question. When you stop people on the street, have they watched the Salt Lake City finale? No, I I have yet to stop someone. But I, I do. Like, there's... I'm in going into 2024. I'm like thinking about content because like I work in content and I'm trying to be like, I'm working in content. Why am I not translating content into my own life? Granted, some say there should be a separation between obviously work and. Oh, totally. But but like I come up with ideas in my brain and then I just like be like, someone will do it. And I'm like, what a good idea is to walk down the street and just be like, you have you watched the Salt Lake City finale? Yes. Because for a few reasons, one, I would like to know how many people, like if you take a pool of people, how many people have right. watched it? Because I feel like it's, I feel like it's a lot. Is I'm it, hearing people talk like about it when I went to, I went to Trader Joe's and like, oh, I'm hearing, I heard someone say Monica and Heather. Now I didn't hear the rest of it. So they could have just coincidentally been friends. talking about people named Monica <laughs> yeah. and Heather. But I was like, Salt Lake. So maybe it was actually, maybe that was me putting that on them. Maybe they actually were. I honestly it. think it was. It had to have been Salt Lake City. It had to have been. Like, what are the odds, Monica and Heather? Right. And, and it had a tone. It had a tone like you were talking about a show. So I was like, wow, even here at Trader Joe's. Right. And the, but the thing with Salt Lake City that's a mystery to me is it's either, either, 10 people watch it or like 10 million people watch it like I can't ever kind of like get my grasp on who is tuning in because and I find it I don't know about you but I always check like the ratings to me are very interesting just because there's shows Mm -hmm. that I love and like that you love always are low yeah then like the show and you look at it and you're like oh my god no one's watching it (laughs) yeah comparatively no the Salt Lake City the Salt Lake City uh they posted the um Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City ratings for I think last week or something and the season high for Salt Lake City is like half a million as opposed to like Beverly Hills is always a million I was like what and I thought that everyone watched Salt Lake City so I'm like how few people are watching Salt Lake City and then there's the streaming aspect they released that weird press Mm -hmm. release that they were like Mm -hmm. streaming numbers are in the millions and it's like it work but it's also your word against like who's <laughs> like yeah how do we check right that? no one has numbers like i always laugh at like the ratings of like shows rankings on these apps to be like what's number one and i'm like I- i'm sorry but like i really believe it's just like merchandise in a way for you to like click 100 percent duh because it's the first thing at the top. It's at the yeah, top. If it's I'm a- like number one are we really like saying that to me right there's shows on netflix and you're like that's number one I'm sure every time I go on Netflix, it freaks me out, actually, when I see the rate. I'm like, this can't be. I'm glad we're talking about this because it's actually worried me for like society for quite some time when I see like the things that rank high. Well, 
I think, well, because I don't know. Part of me is like, that is, could they get in trouble for lying about it? Not really, right? Because it's kind of like when people say, like, you know, in Elf, the movie yeah. Elf, when he walks into the place, it's like, world's greatest coffee. Congratulations. Right. It's like anyone can say that. Right. And obviously there's a boundary of like, we can't continue to make a show that cost us X number of dollars when no one watches it. So like, obviously there's a boundary, like it can't be bad enough to that level. But th- mm-hmm. the streamers have come out and said that they essentially in the past have said that they make no money. Like that they, That's like Netflix right. has been like, we make, we're at zero after we pay talent, after we do everything, we just kind of like upkeep <laughs> everything. And then, so it's like, well, where are we at? That's why they're nickel and diamond us now. I know. Oh my God. I can't. That's why they're like, we're going to raise it by like a dollar 23 cents. Cause we're, we did a, we did a test poll and that apparently is a number that people were more accepting. It's, of. it's bizarre. But you know, I do think yeah. that. I have a theory sometimes where, like, my philosophy with some of these streamers is that, like, I will only subscribe for a show and then I will unsubscribe. If more people, if you think about it that way and just consciously unsubscribe when, because Netflix will release something that I want to watch, like, once every couple months. Like, I don't really watch it regularly. I do that with Apple Plus. I think everyone does it with Apple Plus because Apple Plus has, like... A hundred shows? There isn't enough on there. No, there there's, well, there's, on there. there's so much on there that I'm like, this is a show and it looks like it's, yes. it was filmed in like IMAX 70 millimeter. And I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> Apple Plus very much baffles It does. Me. That's another one where it's like where there's, there's their rankings. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what For All Mankind is, but I guess people are watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but back to- so then are you the ki- oh, hold on question are you the type of person when you watch the globes have you seen everything i for award seasons i like to be tv is so saturated now i can't watch it all i watch yeah. like i would say i watch like from a television perspective like 50 to 75 percent of it for movies award seasons i really try to watch like as okay i figure i'm like you're yeah, that i try to watch as much of it as I can, because I like to just like have an opinion. I'm gay. I like to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I didn't watch Oppenheimer and I will. I'm going to fucking watch Oppenheimer. It, you know, I did really. I, everyone has that well, reaction. I saw in theaters Everyone's and I loved like, it. Okay. I really did love it in theaters. I just don't know if I would want to sit on my couch and watch it. I probably end up being on my phone. It was like the perfect situation of being in a theater. You're forced to like pay attention. Mm. Not confident. I would pay attention on the couch. No, I don't know how you can. Oh yeah, things. no. As soon as as soon as I watch something, I, I'm there. I have to rewind scenes all the time because I'm like, I have no idea what this. What You're just like they're happened. making I an atomic com- bomb. Did I hear that right? <laughs> it's like, excuse <laughs> Is that what me. It's about? <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me all the time though. Where I, once I get on my phone, I'm lost yes. in it, and then I look up, and there's like a whole new. There's a villain introduced. I'm like, oh, who's Kevin? Okay, I gotta gotta rewind. go back. That's okay. So. That is how I have been trying to get through this freaking, I don't, I I know you care about it and I try to care about it, but that is Natalia Grace. Okay. I've been trying. Oh, (laughs) it's actually, I found it. I rated it like a B minus C plus in terms of like execution of the docuseries. I just find, I I would, you know, I'm, I'm going to maybe pull it down even a whole grade underneath that. Like I find the. It needs a, it's clear that that's like a discovery show, not an HBO yes. show. Because it needs like the editing and the the nuance mm-hmm. that like Max or HBO brings to things. It's clearly a lifetime take. 
the first I found the first season to be a little bit better. This one, I don't know if they got different. Produ- I doubt different producers, but it's just like they rush a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's also a really it dark is so dark, matter. and I cannot. I like can't watch it for eight yeah. episodes or six episodes. Like it's like I can't. Sit I don't blame here you. and listen to all the abuse like over and over again. Like I need to like. Can you just give me like high level what happened of this special needs child? It's like God, guys, this is really fucked. And up. you're also okay. And I haven't gotten. To, I know there's some sort of twist at the end. I haven't gotten there yet. Very, very, very end. Like the last. I think frame. tonight I'm literally just going to fast forward to the end. I would. I would. I would watch. Honestly, having watched the whole thing, I can tell you, you could watch, if you've watched enough of it, you can just watch like the last episode, skim yeah, it, and that's then what just I'm get do. to the twist. I just. No, it's a dark, it's a dark show. I didn't enjoy no. it. And I'm you're right kind of with like, you. like, I understand we want to hear her side of the story in many ways because she deserves to have a voice. But it's also, to me, feels extremely exploitative of her. Like, she's, she's 22. We've learned to find out. But she still is like has to be stunted from the trauma she's gone through. So like, why are you? And this is reliving it is still traumatic. Yeah. Like I just don't, I don't. And there's, the, and there's stuff she doesn't even fully remember totally. too that they like let her know about. You and know? are they like making her, her but then also are they making her remember things in a certain way is something that I was also thinking about is like, Oh, that's an interesting You made a whole point. show about it. You have reenactments. Like, are you trying to like, how they do that thing where they put like memories in kids' heads. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they're do- and maybe even intentionally doing anything bad to her, but I just mean like retelling these stories over and over again. That the stories are going to change. You can't tell the same story the same way every time. Like it's just, I don't know. It, it's hard to watch, watch. the end. Watch the watch the, the end. end because then we'll. I don't want to ruin it because yeah, and people here. I'm I, sure it, I did it. not see it fucking coming. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. And reveal. I will say that the the twit the reveal at the end. I have a feeling that that is what made the rest of the series kind of not great. Got it. Okay. Because I feel like they're like, well, fuck. Now what do we do? Okay, so I just I'll say that, and then. And then we'll reconvene and we'll talk about it. Um, Well, we have a lot to talk about today. We're just going to kind of bounce around some of our thoughts on the shows that are happening that we're consuming on Bravo. And did you watch the premiere of Drag Race, by the way? Because I know you're a Drag Race girly like I am. No, because I just got rid. What do you watch Drag Race? Okay, so I have (laughs) my old roommate's mom's cable. (laughs) So Okay, so did you watch it like live? I watched it live on the VH1 app. However, I mean the MTV app. However. MTV app, yeah. The MTV app, when I was getting logged in, it said that they are discontinuing the Viacom like MTV and VH1 apps as of January 31st. So at that point, my partner Brian and I were like, well, then how the hell is anyone supposed to watch this show? So I had for a while, I had Philo or Philo. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. The P-H-I-L-O. I had that for a while because I was watching Drag Race on mm-hmm. it, and I was like MTV, and I think they have like a contract mm-hmm. together. Um, but I wasn't getting Bravo shows, which is also what I wanted to get Philo for. So then a friend was like, "Get Sling." So I canceled Philo, got Sling. Now I get Bravo at the East Coast feed, um, which is amazing for me because I'm a California That's person, amazing. so it sucked before. So now, exactly. So I'm like, worst best investment. Yeah, ever you're in, in bed at TV. like eight. Exactly. But then there's no MTV on the sling. So not to make you leave somewhere and go somewhere else, but 
unless things have changed, Hulu Live did have VH1 and Bravo. Okay, I will check. Oh, okay. So that is a resource. Hulu and live, like that would be like East Coast Live I don't too? know about that because Hulu is weird about locations and zip codes with yeah, sharing stuff. So I could see I don't them, think it would I can be. see it not being East Coast. But because when we were watching Dancing with the Stars on Hulu Live, it was for the West Coast. So those little fuckers. Can, but can so I have to, to figure. Let's go back. Can we go back to cable? <laughs> I honestly, because like I missed it live, and then I've been trying to find it, and I'm like, I'm fighting it, but I may have to just go back to fight. Do both. I may have to have both, or just buy the season. It's a write off. Season pass on. Uh, that might just be on, cheaper. Like Amazon if you just buy or the whatever. Pass on, on, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, well, Drag Race is great. It was like a split premiere, so the second episode comes out uh, this Friday, where you meet the other half of the girls. But I'm, I'm, I. You liked it? It was better than I thought it would be. I'm. I got a lot of great. I've heard nothing but. I've good been things, going so that's in. Good to know. I don't know any of these. I I don't often know the people on the show necessarily. Like, but in New York, there was a time in my twenties and well, just my twenties where I was like out all the time, and we would see mm-hmm. drag queens. At the sh- we would just go to mm-hmm. shows all the time, and s- most of those queens have now been on the show. So like there was an That's era so between like season I think like nine to season I don't know four, uh, thirteen where I was like oh my god look at her she's there she's there she's there but now I'm like I'm not That's so it fun. Is fun yeah we so my sister and I she had just moved to the city she was like twenty three I was twenty six we would spend every Saturday at. I think the show started at five um, at Hardware Bar in Hell's Kitchen with Monet Exchange on a stage alone, just doing a four hour set of like lip syncs, wow. working the crowd. We would get there right at wow. five. There would be like probably like 50 of us there. And then just like slowly the club would just become full of people just like throwing money at her as she just like performed for hours. Wow. Some of my favorite memories in New York City was was there. That's special. It really was. And we all were like, she is unreal. Like, she's going to be somewhere, some someone somewhere, you know? And oh, I'm so happy to see her doing so I well. I know, she's really crushing it. So we're very, we're very proud of her. But um, Well, let's talk about the shows. I just listened to, let's start with kind of like your thoughts on SLC, because the reunion is tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday. And I actually just listened to Bitch Sesh, uh, I subscribe to them now that they're on, they have their own platform now. Um, and they did an interview with um, Tamisha or Tanisha. They Tanisha. did? Yeah. They did. How was it? It was interesting. They, they had great questions for her. She, I, I don't think they've, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know that they have like spoken with like an internet troll before. Cause in the end, that's what these people are in some way to me. Like, and it's like, she was only so revealing. It was kind of like, and only so much information came out of it that was like worth it. And obviously hmm. she's going to try and make herself look good because yeah, exactly. she doesn't want to be implicated in this in any way, any more than she already is. And I don't know. It, it wasn't as informative as I wanted it to be. And I'm worried that the whole situation is that as well. Because, like, I don't think this account was nearly as big as the ladies make it out to be on the show. In my mind, it was just slanderous. Mm-hmm. And so 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it left a bit to be desired. I don't think she had more to reveal necessarily, but the story just... I think there. I don't think there's a lot to the reveal The story's either. not it's as like, exciting as you want it to be. Like, I, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I want to hear it. And then she's walking us through everything, and I'm like, right. Well, we'll write. Yeah. Mm. It just kind of didn't go where I needed it to go, but... Do you have any, hmm. like, theories on the Monica of it all, of, of Reality Vontis, all of that? So, I, the only thing I can, like, equate it to is, like, we are podcasters, mm-hmm. right? We both have a platform of some, to some degree. Yeah. And if I were to be, befriend someone and find out months later that they are one of, the, they know the people that like send me shitty DMs all the time or like leave crappy comments or like write bad reviews, that would weird me the fuck out. I'd be like, oh, why would you not tell me that like right away? Why would you not be like, hey, I happen to be friends with these people. I feel bad that they ever did that. Like just get it out of the way. And I think that if Monica had come in and said, I was involved with Reality Von I'm aware of what was happening with you guys. I was only doing the Jen stuff. So then maybe they would have been more open to it. But because it was like three whole months have gone by and then they find out, they get the confirmation or whatever that it was mm-hmm. her. I think that's what's lending to the drama of the big reveal. Because I went, of course, scouring that account. Um, I didn't look at their Twitter, but I went scouring the account and it's all just stuff about Jen. And if anything, there's actually like a couple nice things about Whitney or something. Yeah. But I have a little bit of like an insider. I have a couple insiders at the, in the Salt Lake City mm-hmm. world. And there's there were a ton more things like in DMs. Like that, that account was DMing them about each other with like details and shit that were really slanderous and whatnot. And I think um, things happen on stories all, too that were because they stories disappear. Stories in Twitter. Yeah. There was a lot more happening on Twitter. Um, I just – I don't look at Monica as – I just think she's maybe one of the most fascinating villains we've ever had mm-hmm. on a show because of, like, to know that you were involved in an account that had anything to do with trolling any of the women and not tell them. And she came into the season, like, with a not liking any of them, really, and saying a lot, too. Like, Jen told me things. I'm like, Jen? Who was believing Jen about stuff? But, like, right, okay. right. So, like, she came in with an agenda, and so agenda achieved, I guess, because now she's – the way she's acting, like, they knew. I know they knew. They already – like, basically, like, I was just waiting for it to come out. I'm like, well, why didn't you just out it yourself? So, I don't know. Like, it was a great finale. I just don't – like, I don't know if Monica's going to be the winner that some people think she's going to be at the reunion. I've heard that she just kind of talks a lot and is, like, yelling a lot and doesn't – like, her burn book doesn't really have a lot of substance in it. Yeah, I um, that's my inclination as well. I I don't think there I just think that the story we kind of just we learned it all on the sh- as much as we really could on the show. The things to me that the th- the big thing that popped out of the finale to me that was the most interesting was the lying about the being mm. in the sh- being in the store. Because to me mm, that's so deliberate. Yep. Yeah. So I there's something to me that is so bizarre about a human that lies about things that don't matter. Like that would not implicate anything. Like I promise you Meredith was not jumping through things in her brain to be like, if you've been in my store before, that means that you stole the bag. Like she would have never gotten there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she could like she didn't you didn't have to go in and like sell it like that. I've never been here before. No, it's so weird. And that's a good point. <laughs> like, why would you lie about that? It's just it just is bizarre. Yeah. It makes you look like you did steal something. <laughs> exactly. Like here, and then the security footage is just so like She's haunting like, and criminally looking. And her with yeah. her tracks all all <laughs> with her horrible <laughs> yeah, it's like, like It's like, like well, so now bad. I kind of think you did take something. She's like, I didn't take a bag. I did steal um some makeup. <laughs> <laughs> the shawl, the shawl was in my the bag. The shawl was in my bag. Sorry. Um, yeah, that to me that was the biggest like, whoa, what? Like that is actually really bizarre. You know what? I for, I keep forgetting about that detail, and that really is the the most important one because all of the rest of it is kind of just like posting and shit we can't really see. But like that is proof that she came on and wanted to throw them off the scent. Right. I know, and the scent of what I don't know because. Exactly. Because it's like that has nothing to do with the account itself. That just has to do with her being friends with Jen. I, I don't, I, that is the part that feels like a mystery to me. And I don't think we'll fully understand why she lied about that. I think it's more just a character trait in her that, and I, I do mm-hmm. like her for the show. And I'm not, I'm not anti mm-hmm. her, but pathological liars freak me out. So. Yeah, no, I'm not anti her either. I think it would be fascinating TV if they did bring her back and did like what they did with Daniel Staub when no one would film with Daniel Staub and just like, you know, let her be crazy off to the side. But I also have heard that she like production isn't very happy with Monica after the reunion. Oh, interesting. Um, And I don't know if that's because they also. So, okay, I was having this conversation in my DMs with someone. Where they, because I posted the Roni casting, that Instagram account was like, we did not know we were also bamboozled or whatever they said. Wait, tell me, and that, wait, got, what do you mean about that? I'm confused. Oh, so Roni casting is an account that is one of the, they, they're one of the casting companies yeah. that do, they did, they did, they took credit for Monica and they took credit for. Got it. I understand what you're someone saying. Someone else. Got it. And so they posted a, a post saying that they didn't know either. And so I had someone DM me who I kind of respect enough. And they were like, I don't believe that. I think production knew. And their reasoning is because Jen sued Monica and two other people for releasing videos that on, on reality Von Tees. I th- I do think that that they mu- if they did flag that well we've also seen that they don't do a whole lot of research like they claim to do because they've allowed so many problematic people like Jenny to get on with all like those Facebook right. posts and things like that. But if they did see that lawsuit, part of me thinks that she, Monica could have been like, well, no, she sued us because we're the ones who clearly took the video mm-hmm. and like we sent it to Reality Von Tees. I don't think they would have assumed that they were Reality Von Tees because I don't think it's that crazy that someone would take a video and submit it to an account. No, people do it all the time. Not assuming that they're not, not assuming that they are the account. You know what I mean? So, like, I could see production being like, yeah, that's what we assumed that lawsuit was about. That's a good point. I I was team they knew kind of for a bit because of the Jen Shaw stuff, but that makes a lot of sense to me, that video. The, yeah, they right? probably didn't. So that actually, they, they probably weren't like, you're running the right. account. So like, that, that is one thing that I did go, uh-huh, this is kind of interesting that um, Tanisha brought up on Bitch Sesh, which was that she said that there's no, she was like, production did not know. Until okay. I revealed my information about the account to, to Heather, Heather, which production was looped in on. Granted, it's her word against other people's, but like 
I, I just, I, I literally just listened to it, but it was, I forgot about that. Monica part. also said on her live that production didn't know, but that could be like, she doesn't want to burn the bridge and wants to be invited yeah. back. But she did say the production didn't know too, whatever that means. Yeah. Right. Whatever that means. Like whatever her word, means. you know right. what I mean? Like, but I've never been here before. You know, I do not though. I do not want this to be a precedent though for other shows. Like we don't need. Agreed. Instagram, social Agreed. media does not need to be involved in these shows. It already is too much in the shows mm-hmm. as is. This season did a good job of keeping things secret when they were filming. But like, I don't want rehashing of social media posts on the shows. And we also don't need to bring like internet trolls to larger platforms. It's just not worth anyone's time. Agreed. I agree because for, I like, I would, I would never be on a reality show probably because I'd be so fucking boring. They wouldn't even ask me to be on a reality show, <laughs> but I wouldn't be on one because I don't want to be ridiculed. That is a whole different type of personality that can handle totally. it. So for the cast, they may be feuding and all that, but there is probably this like trust that they're not, they make the content and they're not like creating the hateful content because they all know what it's like to be on that side of the camera and that side of the show. Right. There's like an unspoken, like we don't do like only they know what that's like and they would never do that to each other. Right. Kind of right, a thing. Right, right. I agree. You know? So like Monica, like infiltrated. She did. And I understand their frustration with that, but mm-hmm. the, the reaction to it, when you really start breaking it down and thinking about everything, their reaction mm-hmm. is so camp. <laughs> it's camp. I'm like, you... Full I'm camp. Like, whoa, you guys... Li- they live in a different universe than us. They really do. Oh, Meredith especially. She lives in a soap opera. Uh-huh. I mean, the way they've trolled Meredith all season for, like, the way she's handled... Remember that accident that yeah. wasn't really an yeah. accident? They put that, like, goofy music behind yeah. it. And then it was something else that she that she had happen that, like, wasn't a big deal. Oh, the bathtub. Like, they've been they've been trolling Meredith. So, like, it, it makes sense that that is how Meredith would have responded on that beach that day. Completely. The, oh. But Heather really gave, like, Heather gave a fucking performance. Like, did they have cue cards up for her monologue in that confessional? Like, that was a that was a that was a lot of words. It was a lot of words. And but, you know, she is a child of Bravo. Okay, she is a student of Bravo. She's very public about her love of Bravo for like life. So she knows I I would think that if you and I were on a show and we had to deliver something, we can think about how things would come across a little bit. If we've we've studied enough, we've done our 10,000 hours. Well, that's that's especially why, like, you can't create the same magic that we had in early eras of reality tv because everyone's too aware totally. of it of like the program the system the whole yep. thing so it's that that innocence of like jersey shore season one will never ever be created again no because we all know too much yeah we have to be okay with creating new things like i don't know why mm-hmm. in new shows and new formats like jury duty is such a wonderful example of that because like I don't need the show to ever do a thing again. Like it doesn't need to happen again. It'll never be authentic again, but it's like such a wonderful time capsule of a cool thing that people are able to pull off. 
totally agree with you because I hadn't. So just giving Jersey Shore again as an example, I hadn't even watched a full episode of Jersey Shore until like two years ago. And I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it. And I knew as I was watching that first season that this is it's never going to have this little magical moment yeah. because sure enough, by season two, now they're a little bit more seasoned by season three. They're all it's like the darkness of fame has taken over and they're not the same people. So I agree. Jury duty, innovative as hell. You can never do it mm-hmm. again, but it is the most special comedy. I mean, I don't think I've laughed that hard ever. Truly screaming, laughing at the television, like crying, yeah. like it was so fucking good. I watched it like four times. At I least, think I'm, I, I think. need to do a rewatch. I only watched it once. So there's so many other little things that happen mm. because there was so many things going. On. That's also I had two. Of, I had uh, two of the actresses on my pod, and they were just talking about like the the, the system that they had to go yeah. through to get it done. They're like it was probably the most nerve wracking experience because. You had to not if you what if you were the one who gave it away, like you didn't want to be that person. So you were always like in character on top of it, checking what you said. And a couple times they would call each other by their real names and stuff like that. But they're like, once it was done, we all look back like, what did we just do? That is like unheard of. I can't imagine what it was like to be in in it, you know, so. Yeah. Props to them. But, so good. Um, so on Bravo, what else we got going on? So Southern Charmer, did you are you you are like a fan of the season, I believe, right? I love okay, this same. season. I think this season's good. I agree. So I this is a show that we don't like touch on much here, and I don't even really touch on much on like socials because I like it to be like my show. <laughs> you know, do I you, get you it. have shows where you're like, this is the show I'm gonna like watch, like no one knows I watch For it. Me. I'm just gonna like have my snacks and like Check in with the girls. So yes. I Southern yes. my phone's so comforting this season and fun. <laughs> That's what I, I say comforting. Too. There was a lot of darkness and sadness and crazy things that happened, but like the drama just their their lives felt very um it just felt at home. Um I it's so weird you say that because I called it exactly that. I'm like, it's not normally my comfort watch, but it became my comfort watch. I like looked forward to Fridays to watch it on Peacock the next day and be like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what the girls are up to. Uh-huh. And, I think Madison is in her is in a perfect role now on the mm-hmm. show. Not with Austin, not fighting with Austin anymore, but she can still check him and, and get under his skin. Well, she really is Cameron. Like she really has become Cameron. Like they have her doing her voiceover things at the top like, cam would do so perfect but like her whole embodiment is also her as well she navigates she's like kind of switzerland in a lot of things she's not but she's just kind of like a funny character that sits on the outside of stuff like i agree Mm -hmm. she really has found the right place and i think craig finally really did evolve and show us the evolution and so because when craig is dark it's a lot like it's a it really takes over like the name like last season with naomi that was a, a lot. lot and that reunion where he was like blackout on like pbr yes. and like what are yes. we doing yes yeah. but now that he's like settled and he's so fucking likable this season it's it makes it it was it made it that much easier to watch yeah i i agree i've never liked him like i did this season I'm I'm not Same. a Craig person in general. Same. But then this season, Same. I was like, wait, I think you're kind of like nice. <laughs> yes. And I've never, he's never been my guy. Yeah. Either. And I like how he, he is constantly saying he's never team Austin. Never. Which is <laughs> an amazing trait for two best friends on a television show that one of them is never team the other. 
Uh-huh. And see, I think that's why like it was so dark for a while because like Craig was also bad and 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 Austin was able to like retaliate mm-hmm. in some way. And so now that Craig just sort of knows these are my shitty friends, yep. Shep and Austin, they're terrible. I'm not. And and he's proven that. Like he's not I don't think he's not the type to go cheat. Like I'm not worried about Craig going to a club and like cheating on No, Paige. never. Oh, he's That's not his that's not him. Her. And they're and I didn't love them together before this season, mm-hmm. and now I'm like I'm obsessed with you guys. Well, she's better on his court than he, he is on hers. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Or honestly, Agreed. than she is I mean, we on need, hers. Yeah. I, I, Summer House is. I was gonna say that she is on yeah, hers. Yes. <laughs> Summer House is in a weird place, to be honest. Like I don't really know what they're doing over there anymore, so I'm not sure. I mean, well, especially since we got this huge twist after they finished filming, pretty much. Right. Like. Hopefully there's kind of nuggets throughout the season that like are leading to that. I'm I'm hopeful that there will be. I'm but, sure there will be. But still, like it wasn't even on the show, and the friend group is very like. Got to mm-hmm. take your hat to the VPR kids. They just stayed from season one to season. They'll they will continue after the apocalypse. They'll be like VPR in the, the apocalypse. They are still friends. No, I like, know it doesn't make any have sense. Remained. Friends. They will forgive each other for and, like, crazy they're really shit. Friends. I know. Yes. Like throughout the years, like Sheena being friends with Jax after the things Jax had even said about Sheena. But like there will be all these shots of them like partying together, totally no cameras, just like out at a club. And they're trying to I mean, it seems that Sheena's good friends with Tom again, too. Oh yeah. That's gonna be fun to watch. That is. I'm so ready for Sheena to have a Sheena season. I love when Sheena has a a bad season. <laughs> I do, yeah she's better she's more it's more comfortable for me when she's in that yeah role. she's best in the like i'm she's best when she's in the corner and everyone's <laughs> mad at her because she does crazy and she's things. like what yeah yes yes like, and, then, she, and then when she tries to justify her behavior it makes it sound uh-huh. worse like you're like you're digging the hole even further sheena stop completely agree <laughs> no i'm excited you know i'm i'm excited for v- vpr but i'm a little nervous i mean kind of I don't really know what where you go from where we were you know that's how I feel like a lot about these shows that's how I feel like Salt Lake City after the reunion's over it's like I don't really know what you are going to do next well especially after last Salt Lake City last season well was last season was so unwatchable. bad yeah like I think I I don't even think I finished recapping the reunion it's like guys we're done I'm I don't done think I, I can't even them. talk about this anymore it's so bad so I was like there's no way they're coming mm-hmm. back from that but then Monica showed up. Then <laughs> Monica showed up. Um, yeah, but Southern Charm, we, I think we're on to our reunions with them. But, you know, it's a great, I, they do a good job with the show. The only critique I have for the season is we have so many characters that I feel like only f- four of them, like, really mingled, like, the drama, like, mingled storyline. Like, it, the storyline was really just Shep, Austin, Taylor, um, Olivia. Olivia. And then JT sort of, I guess, right? But then Ugh. the rest of them all live on the outside of them with nothing going on. I think I wish there was a little more like multiple stories happening, you know? Because Oh, I can see that, I yeah. I do really like, I think I'm in the unpopular opinion here, but I do kind of really like JT. <laughs> I don't want him to go anywhere. I like him for the yeah. show, but he's that type of guy that is just truly one of my worst. The, like he's the... Pretending to be nice, but he's actually psychotic. Oh, he's crazy. Completely. Like, he's only nice because he wants your attention. And when you don't give him that attention, he's going to turn psycho. 
I, I and also agree. I have a question. He's yelling about Austin and the bro code, mm-hmm. right? He's like, how could you be going for Shep's ex-girlfriend bro code? But then he's going for Taylor. I think it's because his the distance is further when he's going for Taylor. I think he he lives in a world where he saves he saves everyone. He's he's the save saves everyone. He's literally the Jesus Christ of Charleston. Like he is like I'm here to save the day. I'm here to save all the damsels in distress. And like I don't think he views himself as uh like how he, how really, he really is. is. Yeah. He he it's clear to him that he's like, I'm protecting uh, by being with Taylor. I'm protecting Taylor from these men, mm. which is a really bizarre reason to be with someone. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys meet? Oh, I wanted to keep her from other men. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like something in like, like a, a, um, some sort of like princess in a castle novel, you know? You know, like low key, that's kind of what Rod was thinking was happening with Olivia mm-hmm. too. So Rod was like, "Well, now that I'm here, there's no way she's going to want to go for Austin." And then when he found out that she had like spent gone to his house and taken the Roth, he was like, "I'm going to ask if we want to be exclusive because I need to control you." And I was like, "Oh, weird. They don't know how to. They don't know how to talk to women. They don't. No, at all. <laughs> no, they don't. They can't figure it no. out." And somehow Austin is the best at it because he can like kind of like he's a little more manipulative. So he can like kind of I, that's what it is. Manipulate people. But the others are like, would you like to be boyfriend, girlfriend? <laughs> that, like Rod was doing so well. And I then know. that scene. And I was like, everyone has the ick now. Never mind. Like my friend met him at BravoCon mm-hmm. and was kind of like DMing him on Instagram. Yeah. And then he was DMing back and forth. And I asked after that episode, I was like, do you still talk to Rod? And she was like, um, I got the ick. I'm like, yeah, 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 I knew there's no way you could look past that scene. It's bad. He, but, you know, part of me, my heart breaks for him a little bit. He is seems very sweet. He seems like a very nice mm-hmm. human, maybe just with some mm-hmm. social he's, a li- he's like a little too nice for this show, too. I like, agree. I don't think he should do reality TV. Okay, but then I think, what's the gay's name again? Rod. Also Rod, Rod right? Rido. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only in Charleston do we have two Rods. Um, Rod... Right. Gay Rod. Um, <laughs> I know. I called him Gay Rod and I was like, wait Sounds a minute. It's like a slur, but it's not. Gay Rod. It um, I, his social media is chaos. chaos. And I'm like, I, why, why was he not more on the show? Like, straight Rod, I yeah. could have had kind of disappear after Olivia said no. And I wish Gay Rod would have come forward. Especially because it seems like he is, has known Craig forever. And uh-huh. there's a lot of like, past with the group i don't know and then yeah so the term casting confuses me in general because in the reunion essentially everyone who's been on the show sits on the couches and you're like wait you're like leva, leva. well you didn't go on you anything. didn't do what is your are there gonna be like a package for leva there better not be because i don't want to i don't want to have to pretend like leva contributed anything what where do you stand with her i don't really know what to think of her no don't like leva okay. Um, Leva is like performative in the way she like stands for certain things, but I know from multiple people now that her husband is in no, her husband like never wants to be with her. That's why he doesn't want to be on the show. That's why he doesn't want to let them film in the house. He has like a little black book of different women that he has in different cities and he's always traveling. He has like no respect for her at all. Yeah. And so 
when I when she first came on the show, I was like, fuck yes, love Leva. She's everything we've been waiting for. Then I got all this intel about her. And I guess like they've had to have people sign NDAs that work for them, like women that have hooked up with her husband or something like that. Now, this is from a somewhat reliable Mm -hmm. source, but like I can't verify it. So I don't know. Um, But then the more like the shows, the more she's on the show, the more the less and less I like her because she's. A, she doesn't contribute much mm-hmm. when she is there. She just sort of like a stock answer. B, she's she doesn't show her personal life at all. And C, she doesn't film. She doesn't do group events. She doesn't go on vacation. She doesn't do trips. She doesn't do anything outside of the very few like phone call scenes she'll have. Yeah, no. So I don't, I don't get I don't it. get it either. And even like, are, are you, I'm sort of watching Southern Hospitality a little bit. Like, I watch it sometimes and see if I want to care about it. And even on that, that's like her show. She's like not, and she's like invested <laughs> in these programs. She does. She does that. I'll never forgive her for the way. Um, I think it's like the opening scene of the first episode where she comes in and says like it's time for free shift or yeah. something, and she just like looks so. It's like. I had Cell Cell had me on her podcast uh-huh. and we talked about that because she also I was a restaurant manager she was oh, a right, restaurant right, manager right. and so we were like that is the most unnatural this woman has never done that before in her entire life she was like come on come on I was like okay we can we try a little bit harder to make it seem like she actually does this job and then like every scene I did see she was so staged and awkward and like very not by the book either it was just bad. I agree it's it's. I, I, I don't know what she has on Bravo that keeps her there. <laughs> like, why they keep her there. Why they chose her to do the spinoff, and then they're like, and then come back again, and we're going to do another. I, it, Especially when Candy had a great show on her hands that they just kind of, like, got rid of. I think it was renewed. I know, but I don't. I think they sold it somewhere else, I thought. Oh, is that what happened? I think. Ew! I think that brought... So, because... I have a theory that Bravo is trying to kind of like consolidate programming and maybe get rid of some things and bring some other things in because did you, I don't know if you noticed, but on Netflix, they have like random NBC universal programming now. Yes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why do you, why is project runway on Netflix when they're also on Peacock? Like it feels like there's some shifting of things. I had heard somewhere that candy was like, there is going to be a second season, but where, is something oh. that is in the air? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I could be completely off base here, but I don't know. I think Candy could produce it That's on her own too. Like, of course, yeah, she could give it to anyone. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that they didn't let the show die, and they decided if they did decide to sell it, they did that way because I I I that cast was very Agreed. fascinating, and I was like, this is much I, more interesting to me. Well, the the Southern Hospitality cast that feels very manufactured for the it show, does. like if all and all of their stories together are like two years ago, nothing's like ten years mm-hmm. ago, and that's always like the trick. That's how you can tell if someone's actually friends and known each other for a long right. time. Everyone was like, "Well, when we got cast for this show and forced to work at Republic, that's as that's that's as far back as we yeah. go." And then you know, so right, I agree, and I also like the cast. The separation between Beverly Hills and VPR makes all the sense to me, right? Like, there's a clear, like, yes. level of system of 
<laughs> for lack of a better term, a cast system. Cast system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of like you, uh, literally upstairs, downstairs. That is like exactly how yes. the transition into VPR began and made sense. With Southern Charm, like most of those people could just be on Southern Charm. Good point. Taylor is like younger than And they than were all hanging out. Actually, that's interesting you said it because at the, the when they went to Whitney's Yes, for the gay is the gay Harvey, is everywhere. there were a bunch He's of all, Southern Charm. Yeah. yeah. The 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 little twink gay bar, bartender is at every is in the blonde yeah, he's one, in right? every Southern Charm episode. I don't know where I think he's best friends with Taylor. Well, that makes sense. That that she tracks. would keep him around. <laughs> but no, that's a good that's a very good point. It's like they're too the shows are too similar in right. terms of like demographic. It, we need a little like if Patricia and the old biddies went to Republic and the transition <laughs> that way, there that's that makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. I do. I do love Patricia's contribution. Oh, I do too. Still she should just never... like come to me. I'll do a, a stupid scene. And, yeah, yeah, she broke her back, so now she has martinis on the couch in her bedroom. Yes, <laughs> yes. Work. Go off, girl. <laughs> um. So Beverly Hills. Uh, where where are you at with BH right now? I just got caught up. I'm I'm getting cut back caught up on my shows after Christmas and everything. So I just got caught up on pretty much everything today. Beverly Hills, though. This past week uh, was, we had this sit down with Dorit and Garcelle that was really awful to watch. And Dorit is, I find her to be deeply troubling. I'm so happy to hear someone else who agrees with that. Because what I was shocked about was the social media response to that. What is, I didn't think I saw that. Like, were people team Dorit on that? Uh huh. No. I every time I open because I turn I had to turn off comments on my Instagram, but you can't turn them off on TikTok. So every time I open my TikTok, the like I'll get like a, the crawl across from a comment that's popping up that's like Garcelle's always making it about race, shit like constantly, almost honestly outweighing those who agree with Garcelle. Which I was scared because when I posted on YouTube, I was like, oh no, if it's going to be more of this. But thankfully, at least the people that found my sh- my video yeah. were like a gr- more in agreement, but there were still a few, but it was a lot of like, I'm a black woman and I don't agree. Like if you go to Garcelle's post, most recent post, at least a couple of days ago, I don't know if she's posted anything mm-hmm. new. It was flooded with comments of people being like, I can't, a couple content creators. I can't believe Dorit is ever, can ever be your friend after how you talk to her. You can't own, you don't own the word attacked and all this crazy sh- I could not believe it. What she was trying to explain to her was be aware for once. It's fucking 2024. Right, be aware. The time and like, it's like, I, it's not that hard to understand. I, I struggle with that conversation because I'm like, it is so obvious to me when someone who is of any sort of, who, who I differ with in any way, like in any way of life, like I'm a white mm-hmm. gay man who mm-hmm. identifies as male and a cis, cis male. If anyone who's mm-hmm. not in that docket of things says, I feel uncomfortable when I'm in this situation, who am I to say what, who they are like and wh- how they should feel? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you say that? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Emily, I if you it. said to me, I feel uncomfortable in blank scenario and it was something that I did not feel uncomfortable in or maybe there's something that I said to you that you were like I don't feel comfortable when you say that I'd be like oh my god I'm so sorry I won't do that again 
Like, I'm not going to be like, it's why easy. do you think that though? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like, it just, it doesn't, it's such an easy thought process for me to get to mm-hmm. just listening. And I don't know how people like, can't. When you have absolutely no idea what the person who's telling you, how they feel, mm-hmm. and they tell you, this is how I feel as this person that you'll never be, you'll never understand. No, never. Why can't, why don't we just default to listening? Like, wow, because I'll never understand. Maybe let me, let me hear you out. But like to argue with it, it's, it was pretty dark. I've actually loved this season. Okay, I was going to say so the far. same thing. I see a lot of people talking yeah. about it being boring and I'm like, I actually don't mm. think it's boring. I think it's honestly very real. I don't think it's high mm-hmm. drama, but like, I think every I, I'm enjoying agreed. it. I it think it's nice not having Rena yes. there because Rena just would take over, and she would kind of you. Now we have to get more of Erica, and Erica is giving I she whatever she's doing, it's working on me. I agree with everything I she am, says. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Erica, like your lawyers are really prepping you I for know. this because. Whatever personality you're taking on this season is absolutely effective, and I'm there for it. But with Rinna there, it would have been a whole different show. So having her gone, I'm living for it. We get more dynamics now. We have like, we have Crystal, Kyle, Dorit, and that kind of thing where Crystal's like teetering on also being like Team Sutton mm-hmm. and Garcelle. But then Garcelle and Sutton are willing to call each other yeah. out and call Crystal out. And like, there's all this stuff happening as where Rinna created a divide. Yeah. She created like the two teams. So I'm, I'm liking this season. This last episode was the toughest so far because Dorit had earlier in the season, she had that moment where Garcelle was trying to tell them, I don't feel comfortable talking about my kids yeah. with you guys because of what happened. Dorit showed her ass there too. Like Dorit looked like a fucking asshole being like, hmm, well, okay. It's just, why do you keep belaboring this point? Says the woman who is still not able to go to large crowds and whatnot because of like, so stop, please don't. So like she showed her ass there. And I felt like the audience seemed to pretty much understand that like that wasn't right. What Dorit Mm -hmm. did. But then this last conversation where Garcelle lets so much go. Mm-hmm. Garcelle does not by any means comment on every single microaggression that comes out of Dorit's mouth specifically. Yep. And she doesn't make it about race, which is what people are saying. So she finally has a full sit down. Like this has been a buildup. There's just some things like, have you evolved from saying your mother's best friend is black? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you no. haven't. She still thinks she deserves a trophy for that. <laughs> and she actually does not understand. She goes, you keep bringing that up. I'm like, because you don't realize how fucked up that was to it's say. It's so weird. <laughs> it's not like that's not you like you still don't no, know. I know. It's like she wants like people to pat her on the back and be like, I'm so happy that your mother's best friend was black. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> because because Dorit, you literally said right before that, that you've had teachers and people who work for you that are all kinds of different ethnicities and that's what made garcelle go okay but is that all they're exposed to is just people that are the help literally no my mother's best friend is black great so freaking bizarre yeah and so here you are again and like i i really do think this maybe is a shitty thing to say but i feel like it's almost a learning disability from Dory because it's like someone will tell her exactly what they're mad about and she'll be like what are you trying to say I feel like you're trying to tell me something yeah it's like 
Well, I yeah, I just something said it. kind of like British about her thought process there, like very like yeah. Well, she's very like elitist. Like I'm up here and you're down mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. and like. Like, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings, but this is who I am. Like, I feel like that will always be who she is. Like, she's like, well, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you, but, like, I'm just being me. And it's like. And another thing she'll say is, but but the way you just told me I hurt you hurt me. So now you need to take on that as well. I could not last a minute in a room with her, I don't think. (laughs) I think I'd be like, first I'd be like, can you please kindly shut the fuck up? (laughs) <laughs> and then two, I would be like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? And then <laughs> three, I would just, I would just get up and leave. I don't know. I find her not enjoyable in any way. And she's not even entertaining TV. No, she's not. Dra- the only time she's ever been drama was that that's the, the first season she was on the junk boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want, I, was that Teddy's season? Was that Teddy's first no, season? No, it was the first season. So Erica was on Erica's first season was the, um, the Munchausen That's season. Right. And then the season after that, after Yolanda left, um, Dorit came in. Dorit yeah. came. That's right. And then, then Teddy came Teddy. in after that. I did enjoy how mean Dorit was to Teddy. That was fun. It's fun to see people be mean to her. <laughs> yeah, like she was so ridiculously <laughs> yes. mean to her. Um, but then after that, it's just been, she's become like a robot. Completely. And the woman has no money, I can tell, because she's, she... Oh, her looks are not looking. No, the, the, I don't see any Balenciaga anymore. I'm not seeing any uh, Fendi like we used to. And I have a theory that the reason she's gone brunette is because highlights are so much more expensive. I've heard this theory, and whether it's true or not, I'm going to just say yes because I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> because, like, I know for a fact, like, if I'm like, oh, I need to get highlights next time, it's a lot compared to the base. So I'm like, she went all brown because she's like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with this. So, okay, so when you go, because I've gotten my hair dyed like once professionally when I went like blonde platinum once. So I didn't realize it was cheaper to just go to your natural. Like even if you have to do a full dye, like it's cheaper than doing. So when you get a, so highlight lifts color out of the hair. Mm -hmm. So highlight is not, Color puts color on top of hair as where highlight is doing the bleaching and the removing. That's why like when people have black hair and they want to go blonde, they have to do it like in phases or their hair will literally just like break off. Yeah. So yeah, when you just want to slap some color on top of someone, you don't really have to pay much attention to it. You throw it on there, you leave it for a little while and you wash it out. But if you do highlights, it's a much more in-depth process. So I'm telling you, she was like, for continuity, I'm not going to be able She's to like, upkeep all this cut blonde. costs where I can. Now, did you see the clips of her in the panto in uh, London? Yes. As <laughs> what the, mermaid? the fuck is that? Well, pantos. So panto is my understanding. I learned this through Drag Race UK. It's like a very like elevated, campy. They often do them around the holidays, but it's like essentially clowns, like very like high level, like mm-hmm. silly. They talk to the audience. The audience like throws things that you can like, like it's, it's very interactive, crazy fun. And when I think of like interactive, crazy improv, like singing, like, sh- sh- uh, you know, song and dance, I don't, my brain doesn't go to Dorit necessarily. So it was a shock to see her in the mix there. Um, and she, and then did you see the clip where like the other two know all the yes, words and, she, and are singing and she's, she's like just doing, like popping in sometimes she's like, I don't know. Yeah, she's like, it. look at them. singing. <laughs> 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 
I mean, I can't. I'm like, are you supposed to be singing I too? Think, yeah, because then I think she'll she like was, yeah. come in for a word or two. She'll like come in like, I got that one. I remember that word. I'm like, so you don't even you didn't even memorize the part. No, not at all. Cool. Uh, but I do. I I would see it. If I was in London and it was like there. Oh, yeah. Like, if I was in London and it was an option. Are you kidding? Like, Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to see this. <laughs> yes. Like that's a must see. Completely. See her just mumble through words. And then her accent. She was like, did you hear her? Did you like listen to her accent? Like when she was talking, mm-hmm. it was like she was in, like guys and dolls or something. She's like, hey, yes, I'm, a, I'm a mermaid down on the mermaid shore. You got to come get you. <laughs> she she and someone someone likened it to Lois from Family Guy, you know, the mom yeah, of Family course, Guy. Very Lois. That too. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Feel but did, I, I didn't hear any of the other accents, so I don't know if that was the accent they were all going for. No, but I think everyone was kind of in <laughs> the more like British realm. Or just whatever yeah, realm they, I have they no- speak in, like comfortably, I think. And, Yes, no, that she I was absurd on every level. Yeah. I would have gone to see that though for sure. I would have like taken shrooms and like gone in there like kind of fucked oh, that up. That sounds fun. You know I've never done shrooms. Just cuz like it's such a trip to see. Yeah. I don't recommend no? shrooms. When people haven't done them it's like I've only either gotten I've had a little fun at mm-hmm. times, but I've either had like no high from it like we're all everyone else is like, "Whoa, I'm seeing shit." And I'm like, "I got nothing." Or I take too much and it's like four hours of trying to talk myself out of calling the police on myself. That was kind of my journey at first with edibles. But now I'm like in a really good space with them where I know like what to take where I really. Like you know your amount. Yeah, I yeah. know my dosages. I do take um, enough milligrams to like not. I, I, I bet like most people would take the milligrams I take and like be able to go about their day. I take like three I'm like a baby. Three milligrams, a little microdose. Yeah, no, but for me, I get high. I'm like, I'm like, I feel high. Oh, you're, <laughs> you know, it's because you're always like running marathons and shit. No, I haven't run a marathon yet. I'm running the marathon this year. Okay, get the story straight. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that is it. I don't know. I'm. It just hits the bloodstream quicker for me. I don't know. I'm so sensitive to it. My partner Brian can take like twenty milligrams and like play video games and hang out. Um. Someone we both know, I won't say their name here on the podcast, I was with them once and they took 50 milligrams and just was living their life. And you didn't what? know they were high. That, see, now that I cannot, no, no, no. Edibles are different. Like I, I smoke often, uh-huh. but edibles, I have to be careful with even with edibles because when it all hits me at once, and usually I've forgotten that I've taken it, like usually, because like, it takes like an hour yeah, to like really kick does, in. Yeah. And so I've had too many times on edibles where I'm like, we've made a mistake. We've made a fucking mistake. And the the high lasts longer. The high lasts longer. Like even absolutely. if it's like a low level high, it's still, I feel like you can escape smoking yep. high yes. by, you know, drinking it's water. Absolutely. It's the way you ingest and, it. Exactly. Yeah. Coffee. I don't know. But like, no, when you're, yeah, no. When you eat, when you eat too much weed. It can be, you'll never, I have so many stories that I'll just never forget where I got accidentally, I'll tell one. I got accidentally two stone at work. I worked at Soho House, West Hollywood. I was a manager, closing manager. Emily, this is crazy. (laughs) I know. I had gone to, um, what's the name? The Body Factory that, I don't even know if they're still around, but they were, it was like a fitness place. You got like smoothies and protein and shit like that. 
and I'd gotten one of those protein cookies. I also at the same in the same errand ran to the weed store and I got a cookie, a weed cookie. When I got home, I put the weed cookie in my bag and the protein no, cookie in the no, fridge. No, 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 no. And I was like, this is perfect because I'll eat half this cookie when I'm getting hungry because I was like, I'm probably going to kick trying not to eat the food and trying to be healthy or something. <laughs> I ate half of the cookie, the weed cookie, thinking – and I didn't even taste it, which is really fucking weird because you usually yeah, can taste even it. even if it's flavored, well, it's like there's weed in here. Yeah, you can taste it even in the aftertaste and whatever. And I think I was just too busy and I was eating fast that I didn't clock it and like an hour goes by and I can feel it creeping in. And it started with like my visual, my, I just got like kind of blurry and I was like, why do I feel high? Oh my God. And I ran over, checked it. Sure enough. I didn't want to tell anybody. Wait, wait, how many milligrams? Like, was the, you ate the whole cookie or the ha- half of it? You said half of the cookie, the whole cookie was 30 milligrams. Okay. So I only ate 15 milligrams, but to me, that's, that's a, lot. a lot. To me, but that's also, a, a especially lot when you're high, when you're high in a situation where you don't want to be high, your high is twice your high because you feel uncomfortable. Yes. You want to go home. You want to like not be there. Yes. You're the manager. So you obviously can't go home. But I was having to like count people out because like their money and shit. And then I had to count all the banks at the end of the night. And so I had to have my phone and I would be like with the calculator, like, okay, 12 ones because I couldn't keep anything track of anything. I, I don't think I even did fine. I finally was like, it has to balance. Cause I don't have, I can't count this anymore. And then I had to go downstairs where another manager was finishing up all the reports. And then I had to go down and like talk to someone else. And I was already barely able to function. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're really stoned when you do things dumb. Like I had to take down the laptop, my purse and a water bottle. And instead of just putting the laptop in my purse and putting my purse, like I decided to balance my purse and the water bottle on top of the laptop <laughs> to walk down the stairs. No, I'm sorry. I held the, so I had no free hands. Yeah. There's this marble staircase. I'm walking down like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, my, my other manager friend and I watched it the next day. I'm like, we have to watch the footage of me going down the stairs. Cause that I was literally like hilarious. putting my foot, like, hold on. Okay. Next step. Took me probably 10 full minutes to get down the stairs. Then I get in, then I realized that another manager who I didn't know was there was also there. So then I'm about to walk in the office and I hear two different voices. That's like my boss. Mm-hmm. So I literally went into the bathroom like they do in the movies and was like, you need to get it together. You have to get it fucking together. Well, I get into the damn office. One of them, Robert, said something funny, and it probably wasn't even that funny. But I started laughing so hard. My, I'm crying. I'm on the ground. Don't finish doing any of what I was supposed to do. I just take the banks, put them in the safe, and like, bye. And I left. That is. The next day, my friend was like, what happened? <laughs> I was so You're like, high. I could not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did the banks balance? Because I didn't even check. She's like, well, I haven't heard anything today, so you're probably fine. I'm like, Oop. wow, mm-hmm. that is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never been. The only time I, one time I got too high at night, and I there's worse is when you wake up and you're still high. Ugh, so exhausting. And I woke up and I had to teach at 7 a.m. A spin class. Teach a what? Spin class. A spin. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> At 7 a.m. Well, sorry, I woke up at 5.30 a.m. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, I am. And was that class usually packed, yeah, too? Yeah. Yep. yep. I get to the studio, and, like, I'm, like, 
I'm like, okay, Tom, the only thing you can do is just embrace <laughs> that you get to be high and listen to music. Like you have to yes. change your mindset in this. Like you could freak out and think that everyone thinks that you're high or you could just be <laughs> on the stage and be like, this is so fun. Like I get to like vibe to music high. So I was able to embrace <laughs> it as much as I can. Oh, good. I'm too type A to like fully have a nice time. After I finished, I went to yeah. my my friend who was working there and I was like, I'm very high and I can't figure out how to get it over with. So we got a bagel and coffee and we were good. So, <laughs> but I'm a baby. I don't take that much anymore. So like I, I literally take my little mommy edibles, my soccer mom edibles and go lay in bed soccer and, mom and edibles. read a book and fall asleep. So <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I know. Isn't it? Um, well, <laughs> is there anything else you're watching? Uh, what else am I watching? What did we not talk about? We talked about Beverly Hills. We talked about Southern Got Charm. Got caught up on Miami today. You... I don't know if you're watching Miami or not. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Miami. Really great yes. season Love from Miami. those girls. I'm loving it. I, that's another show I don't yeah. even really like to talk about here so much because it's like a fun show to just like, it's kind of comfort in a way. I am right there with you. I... I started recapping it and I kind of got excited because I was like, you know what we haven't, it hasn't been that exciting for a couple episodes. I'm not going to recap it every week. And people were like, you have to. And so I'm bummed because I do know what you mean. I like watching Miami just like for me. Totally. I I agree. And it feels like it doesn't, to me watching, it doesn't feel even feel like they're in Miami. It feels like they're in some other world that I don't even like touch down with. Um, And it's such a good it's cast. A great the, cast. The history that the cast has. I like love they're that we all, have so they many, all just deliver. Yeah, and we have so many women. It's just, you know, I, I'm not There's mad about so many it. dynamics mm-hmm. too. You've got Adriana and Julia, Adriana and Alexis, Adriana and Marisol. That's just Adriana. Ad- Adriana and Larsa. And then you have like Larsa and Nicole. And then you've got Julia and now uh Lisa. It's like there's so many different dynamics. inner dynamics yeah. happening mm-hmm. that every scene is interesting. Totally. I agree. I'm I'm having a blast. They had this like really good um, two parter of this like Mother's Day party that went wrong, all because this woman from season two came. Anna can't stand. I watched that season. I don't remember much about her, but I find her really awful. (laughs) Isn't she just off putting? Yeah, and then also someone who was heavily featured on the episode was a podcaster that I just didn't need to see on my television screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I won't, won't say their name. Cause we don't, you say, if you say that name too many times, that person will pop up in the zoom somehow. They appear. They appear. So that person was mm-hmm. there and I was like, well, I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to, cause someone sent me, cause that was a, a bit ago now that that podcast happened and someone had sent it to me and I listened to some of it and it was just, it felt just bitter. It just felt bitter and like an attempt to get back on the show. And so when Anna gets her chance to come back on the show, she doesn't deliver and she didn't deliver when she was on the show. No, originally. She's a one okay. season wonder. And then for her to also, I, I did, I did have to laugh at, at her expense when she was like, no, Marisol, my daughter thinks you're decaying from the inside, not me. <laughs> like, oh my god, she does thank, call you a rotting thank corpse. You so yes. honestly, honestly, thank you so much for kind of clarifying that. Um, your daughter thinks yeah. I'm a rotting corpse, but you don't. You don't. Mm, you don't. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. Well, this has been so fun, Emily. Thanks. For, we like flew through so many shows in one fell swoop. I know. Oh my god. I'm gonna have you on my next scene. Please, okay? please. I, I would love to be there, and I want to pick your brain soon about. I want to get a YouTube hap- a YouTube situation happening here on the pod. So. Oh, 
I, I'll help you, but honestly, I, I, I barely grow on YouTube. <laughs> like I've been on for so long and I think I have, I think I just hit 9,000 subscribers. Like there are people who came after me. Came like sure, came after but there are people you, who came after then, me that are like, oh yeah, that are like 13,000. I thought even people were coming for you. Like people came after me oh. and I'm like, well, what did oh. you do? <laughs> people do come after me though. That no, is that's a thing that happens. I know. For sure. That, you know what? Um, for sure, yeah, I'll to help. tie a bow on this conversation, I think where I'm at with the SLC of it all, of the trolling, is that like, I don't know about you, and we can speak as vaguely as we can, as we want to here. People be crazy on the internet, and especially when you're trying to create content, that like someone running an account like this is someone that I've also interacted with in different ways, like and mm-hmm. seen similar yes. things online. That it's like yes. I don't really like. This was a nice reveal. It made for a crazy episode. Can we please never, never again. see? The, a face to an Instagram troll, blind account, doxing, all that stuff uh, again. Uh-uh. You know? So Right there with you. I don't need this to turn into the new norm. No, not at all. Um, but I am going to go because I got to watch the reunion. I was going <laughs> to say, we got to watch the reunion. <laughs> um, yes. well, Emily, tell everyone where they can follow you, listen to you, watch you, all the stuff. Uh, she speaks Bravo across all platforms and YouTube, and also she speaks Bravo on social media. Follow me on TikTok. I'm actually doing TikToks now. Congrats. That's another wild frontier. So, uh, Godspeed. Yeah. Um, Godspeed is and, right. Yeah, you know where to find us, and we'll be back next week with more Bravo recaps and throwback recaps. We'll be coming back soon. Uh, talk to you guys later. Say bye to everyone. Bye. Bye. That's another app in the books. Make sure to follow me at Tom Hamlet on Instagram. And you can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. And make sure to follow the pod on IG at Dumpster Dive Pod. And on TikTok at Two Dumpster Divas. Rate, review, and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.